you know, our mission is to make this make local data accessible and get the right people to the table in these in these conversations that are happening that are really important. And we think local is the foundation of politics. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in the great yet complex American city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action. My name is Kyle Heggie, and on today's episode, we head over to the capital of Wisconsin. We talk to Tara Linda Willis and Riley Steinbrenner, two members of Curate, which is a startup right here in Madison that's leveraging artificial intelligence to scan thousands and thousands of local government committee meetings to deliver that information to businesses so they can make more informed decisions. This episode is really freaking cool. I honestly have been thinking about this company and the implications of what they're doing ever since we recorded this interview in the beginning of 2020. And I think this is really cool for two reasons. The first is this company is really working in a time where we're really trying to boost startups across the state and make our state more attractive for startups to grow, hire local and and create a thriving economy for all. But second, which I think is more important to the Bridge to City mission, and that is the underlying message that Curate is really tapping into. And they're really proving that local government truly, truly matters again what they're doing is they're using artificial intelligence getting information from local governments and allowing businesses to make really informed decisions based on local government they're currently operating pretty much across all 50 states and they have lots of clients that are using this software to help make a a positive impact uh, wherever they might be and you're probably sick of bridge the city telling you uh, just how important uh, being involved locally is so I'm glad to have two other people on the podcast today that also share this opinion hopefully you will listen uh, to them uh, if you're not convinced by Bridge City's constant pitching of of that fact and I just think it's really powerful how they're actually proving the thesis of what Bridge City is all about and that is that local government really matters and two it's a lot easier for an everyday person like myself or or like you listening to engage at the local level. So this is going to be a great interview. I hope you really enjoy it. Just a few announcements before we get to the much more important people than myself. And that is that Bridges City has a upcoming political open mic with Milwaukee. This will be our fifth one, I believe. It'll be at City Hall March 26th. And that's going to be on transportation. We have a great lineup of guests. So if you care about transportation policy in general, please come out, hear from our great speakers, but then... Be empowered to share your idea. You'll have a great audience listening to you. And it's just these events are my favorite thing that we do. It's amazing to see the community come together about an issue we should all care about and be able to kind of talk directly to some local elected officials and people that are making the policy. So I hope to see you there. And if you're enjoying Bridge the City's content or want to fuel our coffee addiction, you can become a subscriber on our Patreon. And you can donate uh, anywhere from $4.14, that's a 414, up to however much you want to give us per month to help make the podcast sustainable. That would be greatly appreciated. So I will stop talking 
and I will hand it off to uh, two members again of Curate, a local Madison-based startup doing some amazing things right here in Wisconsin. Enjoy. My name is Terralinda Willis. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Curate. You can probably imagine I wear lots of hats here at Curate, but uh, one of the things that I really enjoy is talking with people about how their business or how their association is impacted by the changes happening at municipalities. So that's what I love to do. I also oversee all of the organization and keep the train on the track, so to speak. Wonderful. (laughs) And I'm Riley Steinberg, and I work in marketing and business development here, so uh, couple of my roles are letting people know about what we're doing, tracking of all the municipalities we're tracking across the country, and then two, speaking and getting to know what type of indi- individuals or organizations are interested in really leveraging the intel found within municipal data. Yeah, wonderful. And so I just heard municipality and tracking. So if people listening, <laughs> they're like, what exactly is going on here? Could you just describe <laughs> what the company does and what problem you're trying to solve? Yeah, so um, Curate, we're a civic intelligence platform. We are the only company out there who's really leveraging municipal data. We um, aggregate the most uh, meeting minutes and agendas across a across the country now. Um, and pretty much what we do is scan through all of those uh, meeting minutes and agendas using artificial intelligence, finding keywords and discussion topics that our customers and clients want to track. Uh, everything from Airbnb ordinances to any master planning within a city, um, anything that happens on the local level and it's decided on the local level, we're tracking for our customers. Well, I think Riley's being a little humble. We do this for about 13,000 cities across the country. Um, So before we get more into the product, I'm curious about each of your background and how you came to the company. So my background's in the construction industry. Um, So I love building things and took some of that experience in running a large um, multi-use facility for the state of Wisconsin and understand how, you know, how people get information. at a construction project compared to where they need information. And so took that experience um, and started um, building Curate. Yeah, and um, not a co-founder. I came in two years ago, uh, fresh out of college, out of uh, UW-Madison here. Um, and uh, pretty much, I mean, in college, I studied science journalism. So yeah. pretty much uh, making information available to really anyone um and being able to apply that here at curate i found there's a lot of similarities in um making information understandable and accessible so a tagline on the website was to help industry leaders become the local experts could you talk a little bit about what industry experts you have in mind yeah so we work with about 175 customers all across the country our customers come from a variety of backgrounds and they have a variety of interests in understanding what's happening at municipalities. Um, so some of the industries we work with, people buying homes, so home builders, realtors, um, and the associations surrounding that. They're interested in things like property tax laws changing, which is all municipality by municipality decided. So mm-hmm. if that's important to your business, that's a heck of a lot of tracking. We also work with peop- uh, companies that have a physical infrastructure uh, so we work with a lot of companies in the energy industry, uh, everything from 
gas lines in the ground, power lines above to wind turbines and solar. We do a little bit of everything. We learn a little bit about everybody's background right? Um, so that we can set up. We use a lot of artificial intelligence. Um, so to us, it's about understanding keywords, understanding the context of those keywords. And to do that, we start by diving, diving deep with our customers and really understanding all the ways that they're impacted by the changes that happen in your municipalities. Good. And what is the revenue model then for the company? Sure. So we... We work with businesses, um, and we charge a um, annual subscription fee for access to the service, um, depending on the geography people are willing to track. Right. I think of local government and tech involved with local government, and typically the websites look like they were made in the 1990s. And <laughs> oh, I've got some great ones. <laughs> well, for please, yeah. please send them my way. Um, <laughs> but I'm just curious. You know, this seems like something that you would hope is just like available to the public already, but it. Right? As far as I know, like government can do not a great job at communicating what's going on mm-hmm. in these in these meetings. Was that really the impetus? Like someone needs to be doing this. So why not us? Yeah. So we started in the construction industry looking at things like rezonings, because based on my experience, we knew that information was valuable and yet a real pain to go down and chase yourself. You know, we when we first came up with this idea, I was like, well, somebody else would have built this. <laughs> so right. we looked around and looked around and looked around and. <laughs> There, there isn't, um, there's, you know, there's certainly people focus on getting some larger metro areas, right? You look at Chicago, but we look at Idaho, we look at, you know, my sister lives in Hoffman Estates, which is like barely Chicago, like (laughs) stuff happens there that's relevant and those things roll into Chicago and you, if you're impacted by things, you really have to be paying attention everywhere. Yeah. And and so can you, you mentioned nearly Chicago, can you talk about like the scope of the uh, product? Are you in all 50 states at this point? Yeah. So we're in all 50 states uh, looking at uh, about 13,000 municipalities. Wow. And there's <laughs> what, like, I had this in my notes, like 89,000 total across the U.S.? Yeah. So there's 89,000 municipalities, depending on who you ask. Okay. Uh, there's a little, <laughs> there's, I think there's some margin of error to that number. Right. Um, but though that number uh, includes every town that has a you know a population of four, right? <laughs> so um, we look at communities that uh, I would say at the very least have a stop sign. Gotcha. Have a four way stop. That's that's yeah. the requirement. Yeah. A four way stop. So we we'll... do everything from a four way stop to New York City. <laughs> right. Right. That's amazing. A lot of territory covered. Uh, I'm curious when you came online with the product, what was local government reaction? Yeah, it's funny you ask. I was asked to sit on a panel uh, about a month ago with an alderman in Chicago. Okay. And I'm going, everybody's explaining their product and they all work with cities directly. And we actually have no direct link to cities. The information's out there. Mm -hmm. It's public. We don't need anything from them to go get it. Uh, We go and look just like you and I would on the website. Um, And I was going to, and I got, all of a sudden I got really nervous. And I was like, I've never sat in front of an alderman. I was like, I hope he likes what we're doing. Right. I think it's really important. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I get like my knees are shaking and I don't get nervous very often. So it's kind of funny to be like, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're building. Like we are tracking Chicago and the 150 other municipalities in Cook County. Thankfully, he thought it was really cool. Right. Um, and what we're building and is interested in making sure that data stays accessible and available. And it's so important. And they want to make sure as a decision maker, that the right people are involved. Um, Sometimes the loudest people are involved and they may not necessarily be the right people for the job or for to have the right impact or be able to share the right story. Yeah. So I'm thinking now in terms 
like through an equity lens, knowing that your primary customer are businesses and there is a fee to use the service. If a you know local individual is interested in kind of knowing more about what's going on in their city, um, but for a host of reasons like can't attend meetings, et cetera. And then the government websites are typically really hard to comb through. Like, do you think about p- a potential issue of like the data is available and it's really great, but who can access that? Yeah. Um, we, to be transparent, we are currently working with businesses. We would love to be able to work with uh, directly with members of the community in the future. We have some partnerships with some of our customers who look at interesting topics happening and, you know, do some other information with it and getting that information directly to um, people themselves. But we don't directly do that today, but we would love to be able to do that in the future. Yeah. So I was reading something about um, female entrepreneurship in the tech space, and you had mentioned that you rarely see other women in this space, particularly maybe with funders. I'm just curious, could you kind of elaborate on the difficulties of being a female founder uh, in the tech space? I'm definitely the minority, (laughs) (laughs) is what I can say very transparently. Um, I I mean, I think it's unfortunate that the statistics are where they're at. Not a lot of venture funding goes to women. Historically, I think there is a really big push right now to change that, which I very much support. So I we recently closed a little more than a million and a half fundraising round. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. I guess I have to say last year. Now it's 2020. Um, it's still pretty cool. So yeah, <laughs> still cool. Still fresh. Still a lot of work. Um, but, you know, I pitched between large groups of people where they'd be 50 to 70 people in the room down to, you know, small conversations like this. Uh, I can count on one hand the number of women that were ever sitting in the room. Right. Um, and I think that change we have to change that in order to um can you know continue to people invest in people that are similar to them mm-hmm. it's pretty well known we also hire people that are similar to us right. um and so we i think that the initiative really we're focusing uh, strongly on female founders um and i hope that I, I want people to not invest in me or any other female because of my gender but i want you to invest because we have the best idea and we're the right person to take the company into the next level so what is the, I know for a lot of startups, it's like every day you're kind of fighting to survive, but if you had a, a five or 10 year plan or maybe like an impact mission, where do you see Curate? You know, our mission is to make this, make local data accessible and get the right people to the table in these, in these conversations that are happening that are really important. And we think local is the foundation of politics. So things happen in cities first, especially the political climate, it's no secret. It's a little contentious. It's very contentious at the federal level. It's very difficult to get things proved. The state level is still very, very contentious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a two-party system in the country, and there's a heck of a lot of infighting. Um, and so where things are happening are at the local level. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that, I mean, that was music to my ears because Bridges City is all about local is where you can start. So if you're, if someone's listening to this and they're part of a business that thinks this could be a very powerful tool for them, how do they go about getting in touch with you and buying the product? Yeah, so um, they could reach out to myself <laughs> or we do have um, a couple under other individuals on our team as well. I would suggest uh, reaching out on our website, um, curatesolutions.com. And do a shameless plug there. Oh, yeah, please do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, reaching out. Um, we do love just chatting with anyone who is interested in, in, in tracking 
anything in municipal data, you know, the options are endless when you are driven by artificial intelligence. Right. It's like plugging a keyword into Google, but only minutes and agendas is our focus. So definitely reach out via website or we, of course, have our, our phone number too on our website too. This is kind of going back to the start, but I was reading an article and about a prediction of where Foxconn would be. And that was like kind of like maybe the origin story of proving out this concept. Is that accurate information? Yeah. So um, Foxconn's obviously a highly controversial topic. Yeah. We're just talking about right, controversy you know? today. Yeah. Well, it's where locals where it starts. Um, <laughs> right. So, but at the time it was supposed to be a $10 billion manufacturing facility. Um, and God, everybody was following like, oh my God, a plane landed in the Madison airport and it's from wherever. And like, we're Googling the tail number and, you know, we're chasing the buses around. And um, we, you know, we saw all that. <laughs> we're not, we have a good media diet right. here. <laughs> um, but we also, it's our job to know what's going on locally. Um, and there were some really interesting things happening in the um, that area. Um, Mount Pleasant and I forget the name of the other town, Strudevent, I think. Yeah. Um, that were really uncharacteristic. Huh. And so it was those kinds of things, you know, when you, and obviously a lot of it was closed door meetings, but when a town all of a sudden has a bunch of closed door meetings, you know, it it triggers something in us, and right. so we dove in, and of course the planes, trains, and automobile chasing uh, certainly piqued our interest as well. Right. So we put those things together and I was like, well, if it happens in Wisconsin, it's going to happen in these right here in these communities. And sure enough, that's where they went and got the land. Yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect example really of the power of kind of this product and paying attention to what's going on locally to be able to predict a multi-billion dollar plant is pretty yeah. cool. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, uh, a Bridge to City tradition is to end every episode with advice on how people can get more involved uh, in their community. So I'd love to hear from both of you. What's one tangible action step that an everyday person could do to make more of an impact in their community? Yeah, I mean, just like you said, Kyle, if, if you, you have something or you see something that you want to happen in your community, just, and we're huge advocates of committees, commissions, school boards, and in between. Yes, <laughs> like, there's a committee for anything. <laughs> like, um, it... Anything that you see, want you want change on, or anything, um, there's always somebody out there who is a total champion for whatever you want to see. So I would definitely do your research and um, and and really pursue it from from there. Uh, vote. So <laughs> that sounds corny, uh, but everybody on the team, while we can't force them to, uh, is a proud voter in every local election we vote in every dinky school board election mm -hmm. um because to be honest we see that they matter like do it right um you know we see really embarrassing behavior <laughs> sometimes in council members um and it's not okay like use your power go vote make changes um and do what's right for you and your community yeah i love it i I love the school board aspect in Milwaukee. The school board controls a budget that's almost as big as the city's budget. It's huge. Right. Over a billion dollars. And the voter turnout is sometimes, you know, Abysmal. eight percent. Yeah. And sometimes someone wins by ten votes. So if you want to make the biggest kind of return on your investment at, from a vote, it's really those local elections. It totally um, is. That you can make Definitely. a big difference. Um 
Well, thank you both so much for coming on Bridge the City podcast. I think one, it's really cool to highlight startups in Wisconsin, but more importantly, it's really cool to highlight startups that are thinking critically about local government and how people engage with local government and how people create change at the local level. And it's amazing to see that this product is being used across the country, something that I think Wisconsin can be proud of. Um, so thank you so much for the work and for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks. So that is all for this episode of Bridge the City. I want to thank once again, Tara Linda Willis and Riley Steinbrenner of Curate. As you heard, they're doing some really amazing work with local government, proving how important local government is. And, you know, I also think that we had addressed some of the potential equity implications of what they're doing. And I think it's always important for everyone to keep a critical eye on you know what companies are doing and, and the power dynamics involved. It was great to hear that they're aware of that and thinking about that deeply um, and that they themselves are very informed and concerned citizens at the local level, um, really striving to make local government the best it can be, our communities the best they can be. And that's really what Bridges City is all about. So thank you all for listening. I will see you at the Political Open Mic March 26th at City Hall. And please reach out, follow us on social media, send us an email. We'd love to hear your thoughts on any episode, ideas, or just in general, how you're helping bridge the city.